guys, uh, the first question I want to ask you is, um, Rick or Robin, whoever can answer it better, what influenced you to write the song Busted? Uh, that was one song that Robin had an idea for. Came to, uh, He was there at the studio for about three hours. Wrote Can't Understand It from the Busted album. Busted, and we finished Can't Stop Falling Into Love in one day. And uh, I came up with the lyric, I believe, busted, busted for what I did. Now, that's great English. It's a great, great poetic uh, license. I didn't think it's so wrong. <laughs> Holy no, cow. The, the kinks used to do that all the time. You know, the sentences didn't make any sense, but and sort it, of did. With me, it works out great since I do a lot of the lyrics, you know, because I don't make any sense anyhow. <laughs> so, it's, you know, when lyric writing comes, it's really fun to do. And... Uh, yeah, that's it. that's it. That's what uh, we wrote it one day, and it was just and it was just an idea, uh, busted, and you know not you know not the the typical busted you think, but we tried to think of as many different uh, interpretations of the of the term busted and. Ooh, I just got hit by a couple D cups. Yeah. <laughs> got to watch those flying D cups there. It's time for some cheap talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. Welcome back to Cheap Talk, your cheap trick podcast. Today we're looking at side two of Busted, so let's flip the record over. (laughs) Edit that out. Our next track, track six, Busted. Pat Francis, your thoughts on Busted. Well, that's that's a Nielsen Zander composition. I love that opening guitar from Rick. You know, the lyrics are a little clunky at times. I don't know if it's a great chorus, but I do like, I, again, I do like this song. I'm, I'm still six for six on, on Busted. I, there you uh, go. You know, I don't get sick of this song. What's the one part? Is it the, it's, is it the bridge? Now I'm faced with uh, another mistake. Every step I take, every move I make. I, mm-hmm. I, love, I love that part. And so, uh, yeah, this, for me, this is, is still a win. Very good. I love the bass part right before the second chorus. This song could have been on one-on-one, but the chorus pulls it into the 80s comedy soundtrack zone, meaning that I expect to see Val Kilmer in some sort of movie running around a campus while this is playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the movie's called Busted, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, you, you, again... We are in sync and backstreet boys. But there's there's a there's a thing that they do at the end, which to me I th- I thought I thought maybe it was from the raspberries, but I know that Paul Stanley uses the same thing at the end of It's All Right on his seventy eight solo album. That thing where it goes da 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 But uh, that that that's interesting. I give it a, a one. I like I like busted. 
even though it's like I said a, a the, the busted comedy soundtrack. BJ, your thoughts on busted? I like the song a lot, and it's the first song on side two. I love when there's a great rocking song as the first song on side two. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, this is a very fun cheap trick song that I think would fit on a lot of cheap trick albums. But like I said earlier, it needs more guitars. I don't think the song even has a solo at all. No, and it's a ch- right. yeah, it's a cheap trick rock song. It needs it needs Rick Wankin on it. That's yeah. what, that's what's really missing from it. And the little synth parts on the chorus just dump those and put more guitar on it that that's what i say but, but i wrote down they should put dude. this in the live set like right now put it in, this would be great live i think so
I just pulled up a set list from 1990. I actually was at this show. It was at the Sunnyview Expo Fairgrounds in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And they played, Cheap Trick played four songs off of Busted. They opened with Busted. And then right in the middle of the set, after I Want You to Want Me, they played Back in Blue, Wherever Would I Be, Can't Stop Falling Into Love, right into Never Had a Lot to Lose, Don't Be Cruel, and The Flame. So they they packed a, a little mini wow. lap of luxury busted set right there in the middle. Wow. Yeah. But uh, yeah, great. Uh, did you see guys see them on the busted tour? No, I did not. No, I didn't either. You jerks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was in the hospital on my deathbed. Uh oh. No, I'm kidding. That would be the only reason for yeah. that. Be the only reason I would accept for not seeing them on the busted tour. It's Jeffrey's turn in Anchorage, Alaska. K Whale is our station there. Jeffrey, you're on the show. Yeah, how's everyone doing tonight? Uh, good. How are you? All right. How did you get Mick Jones and Chrissy Hyde to appear on your album? And for musical selections or requests tonight, how about Chantilly Lacer, Jailhouse Rock? Oh, Chantilly Lacer. We were just going into a version of it, just as you called. Chantilly Lacer. Uh, let's see. Uh, a story with Chrissy Hind. Chrissy was working, uh, mixing the latest producer or pretenders album. And uh, Robin, Robin and myself went over too. Uh, to, uh, and Thomas Hearns came in. She's a boxing and, uh, fan, you know. Yeah, she, really? She is a big boxing fan. And um, we went over to just say hello. And we so walked, one time she had a hot dog. And uh, we walked in the studio and she said, hey, you know, we just said to say hello. And she said, hey, by the way, I'm thinking I would like to do uh, I want you to want me. What do you guys think? You know, after Robin picked me up off the floor, um, then, uh, you know, we just, were, you know, a little chit-chat here and there, and then uh, on our way back to our studio, we said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if uh, maybe we get her to sing us sing on something? And uh, uh, we made a copy of the song, and she really liked it, and the next day, you know, a couple days later, we got her in the studio, and she sang, and it's not a duet with Robin, but, you know, it's, it's like here to have the one of the most uh, well-known and well-recognized recognized voices in all of rock today uh singing on our record and uh it's pretty cool that was really neat thanks chrissy thanks chrissy so our next track track seven walk away gentlemen if you don't mind can i take lead on this sure for it this is one of my two favorite songs on the album it along with one other song are my favorite things about the whole album and it, it's just so strong I love Chrissy Hine I'm a huge Chrissy Hine fan and she's someone I give the same kind of pass that I give Robin Zander where they can sing the phone book and I still want to hear it right and I wish that she would have had a verse where she took a lead or even if there the same recording would have been on one of her albums except that it would have been flipped where uh, Robin would have sang her parts and vice versa because I would have loved to her had her do more of this. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I wonder if it was ever recorded like that. What do you think, BJ? Any thoughts? Any? You think that that's uh, possible? I don't. I don't think it was. But I would like to hear the Pretenders version. Yeah, that would be great. I'd love that. Now, Tom Peterson is listed as the the first person in the credits. It's written by Peterson, Xander, and Nielsen. And I really like songs that Tom is involved in on a writing level. There's a certain pop sensibility that he brings. I find a lot of his work really attractive. Even his 
uh, Rock Your Voice album. I don't know if you heard that, Pat. I have not heard that yet. It's actually very good, and I encourage every Cheap Trick fan to try to get a hold of it while while you can, because it's not something that is going to be out there forever. But it's he has something in in his work, and it's the same thing that's in Floating Down and even Lolita that I really enjoy. Um, In an awkward way, Tom might be their secret weapon as far as a songwriter. I'm giving this a very strong one point. Pat Francis, your thoughts on Walk Away? My favorite, my favorite lead vocalist, and I don't use the term male or female, mm-hmm. but my favorite vocalist is Chrissy Hine. Oh wow! Followed uh, closely by Robin, because um, but Chrissy's voice hasn't lost anything right. in all these years. I, I just saw her this past December live, and um, so good. So when I saw that she was on this track, that was just. That was just an extra special thing for me. I think that they sing so great together. And, uh, but yeah, this this is a this is a total win. I don't know if this could have been a hit though. It's it's not really. It, it's definitely an album track for me. It's not it's not an al- a song that you release as a single. I don't know how you guys feel about that. But man, it's a home run. Well, here's how it's released as a single. You get Chrissy Hind in it, and at this at this point, this song could have been a hit just based on the strength of the video could you imagine robin and her like going into different like coffee shops and stuff and walking along bridges and then at the end they meet up it would have been a hit for mtv it really could have worked for both of them i'm pretty sure chrissy was just recording uh, i think she was recording the pretenders album called pact yeah at this and and it was one of i think i'm you know if i'm gonna if i'm gonna make up a story she was just there, and they said, "Hey, do you want to come sing on a song?" And she said, "Sure." And that was it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's a great song. And again, the Tom Peterson um, rock is it "Rock Your Voice." Is that what you said? Yes. Is he singing lead on those songs? Uh, it's some of his stuff, and it's it's some of the kids, but it's it's worth having as a fan of Cheap Trick. And it's I just want to say, um, I don't know how you guys feel about Tom as a vocalist. I, I, you know, I, I like, I know what I want. I like when he sings, uh, I'm the man or heroin or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at this point in their career, can't they throw Tom one song per Agreed. album? Agreed. Agreed. I mean, come on. And that way, I mean, they do it with Joe Perry they, and Tom. I like Tom's singing voice better than Joe's, but I mean, just give Tom something new to sing. That isn't a cover. I mean, if you're going to let him sing a cover song, let him sing. A new song. Come on, guys. <laughs> Especially if they're going to be recording a lot of albums in succession. You've got, yeah. you, you know, you, you really never had a lot to lose. You see what I did there? They could just put something <laughs> from another language in the set. <laughs> <laughs> BJ's not the biggest fan of Tom's singing. But, yeah, I, but, I've already talked shit but, about Tom's. No, you <laughs> haven't talked shit about him. The, the fact of the matter is, is this is how BJ feels, if, if you don't mind. When you have a Robin Zander in the band, why should anyone else sing, right? Oh, you know what? He, and that, that's, a totally, that's a totally valid point. I totally, I totally agree with that, um, too. But, I mean, if Tom's going to sing a song during the concert anyway, record a song with him. Yeah, promote the new album. 
Yeah. Yeah, I would agree, but mainly because I really do not like waiting for the man at all, no matter who sings it. Right. <laughs> and yeah, and it's, it's too long. long. Yeah. 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 BJ, your thoughts on Walk Away? Well, this is obviously very good songwriting, and I, I see that. I could tell, and I appreciate that, but for some reason, I don't love the song as much as it seems like I should. It, I guess it doesn't quite connect with me. I, I think it's, you know, I think the I don't mind part has a, a great hook that the walk away part doesn't. And uh, I think it's the production isn't great on it, too. So I like this. I don't love it, even though I, I, it feels like I should love it. I think it's a really well-written song. Mm-hmm. But there's just something, it just doesn't quite connect with me. So I like it, but I feel like I should love it. And I'm not sure why I don't. Obviously a communist. <laughs>
we were on such a roll as far as me liking this album. And then we get to track eight. Nielsen and Xander written. Mr. Cramp, your thoughts? Yeah, I wrote down, it doesn't get nauseating until the chorus, mm. <laughs> which is really awful. Uh, it's, I don't really want to hear Cheap Trick do the fabulous Thunderbirds. That's my just my personal uh, point of view. Uh, this would rank as one of my least favorite Cheap Trick songs, probably just because it, there's some vibe about it that really turns me off which is that kind of like i guess fabulous thunderbirds vibe which <laughs> pat might be a fan of them but <laughs> that, that, <laughs> i'm not a fan of the fabulous Thunderbirds. okay <laughs> okay uh, that's good because that's the they're so people, horrible <laughs> yeah the same people that that think they're having fun at jimmy buffett think they're having fun yeah. at fabulous thunderbirds yeah. yeah to me like the worst possible music on earth is like george thorogood and fabulous thunderbirds oh type my god george blues thorogood. rock Type, type thing. Well, can, can movie can movie studios stop using bad to the bone in movies? Not as long as it works. <laughs> yes. Like, so this way, song is not as bad. It's not as bad, obviously, as George Thurgood or Fabulous yeah. Thunderbirds, but it has an element of that that turns me off. Uh, but I mean, we should. You guys probably know this. Originally, it was called Lap of Luxury. Originally, they had it for, for Lap of Luxury. That's where the album got its title, and they wisely did not put it on the record. So. They should have, um, you know, stuck with that. <laughs> they should have, but they ended up putting it on here. Well, so. I guess it's a bad time to tell you, but George Thorogood was going to be the guest on next month's Cheap Talks. Oh boy! <laughs> Thank you, BJ, once again. Pat, can um, you drive I, all I steer. Thought, uh, again, this was the uh, this was the B side of the single for "I Can't Stop Falling Into Love," mm-hmm. and so. At that time, I had no other songs to compare this song to, except I only had those two songs. And uh, I remember at the time I thought, oh, when the lyric that says, I'm in color and you're in black and white, mm-hmm. 
let's start the rumors from heaven tonight. I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. They're referencing, you know, two of their albums. Uh, but yeah, if and then and then lap of luxury was in the song title. So I mean, in the lyrics, so I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But I don't up till this point, if I'm listening to the CD, I'm, I don't fast forward any songs. I don't skip ahead. But if I was going to skip ahead, this would be the one because, um, yeah, this is it's just not good. It's just not a good song. And um, uh, I don't even know why they included it in the al- on the album. And I mean, they had 11 songs. They, they could have easily had 10. When I think about when I think about this song making it onto Busted, uh-huh. but through the night didn't make it on Lap of Luxury. Yeah. <laughs> right. That yeah. doesn't make any sense to me at all. No. Because yeah, through the, the night, night is amazing, yeah. It's better than songs that are on Lap of Luxury. Absolutely. For sure. <laughs> so we also, also have remember, a we also have the same situation with this album where a bonus track is better than many of the songs on this album. Well, well, we will discuss that in, in a little bit now, Ken. <laughs> yeah. um, also, I remember earlier um, press releases for this album listed this song as called Sitting Pretty. Mm. Mm. But um, that could have been a mistake. But I do remember I do remember that. You've just given BJ another road to go down as far as uh, studying Cheap Trick. This, this man, this man, this Meshuggah over here, this Brian Cramp, let me tell you, he is a tireless work dog for Cheap Trick fans. He finds so much information out and shares so much on the Facebook page, even when people like will trip over some artifact that BJ has found and say, but I really like the song, I Want You to Want Me. It's my favoritist. And uh, there are times that it's just hard to deal with. But you, you find Cheap Trick as you find them, but... BJ, I, I, like- I personally appreciate your archive-like uh, mind towards all things trick. And just so people know, you can be 100% diehard cheap trick fan. Mm-hmm. They're my favorite band. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. And still not care for some of the songs they record or some of the albums they record. doesn't mean that you're not a fan. It just means that you're not, you know one of those people that everything they do is the greatest thing ever. Well, I am their number one fan and I love everything they do <laughs> except for this song. You Drive All Steer, written by Rick Nielsen and Robin Zander, uh, features a guest vocalist, this time Russell Mayall of Sparks. To me, this song sounds nothing like Cheap Trick, but it's it's right up there with really crappy, off-putting, weird lyrics like in the the new album, the song Listen to Me that's got the look at my leg, look at the size, look at the size. Uh, I mean, so some of the terrible. lyrics are really as bad on this as that. And, you know, you know I, I like I like this song better than the one you just mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've got some lovers you could rent. I seek you when I'm digging for gold. Just, just so much crap in this song. And I'm sorry... Rick, if you're listening to this and going, wow, you know, uh, Ken doesn't like me anymore. No, I love you. I love you. And I know you guys can do better than this. But I, I do give the song minor points uh, for, like, name-checking Lap of Luxury and Color Black and White and Heaven Tonight and stuff like that. But 
God, this song is just not good. It's it's yeah. one of the worst. Period. Yeah. It gets yeah. a flat line zero for me. But it but it's still not the worst cheap trick song of all time. Are we gonna move on to the flame too? <laughs> sure. Track 9, When You Need Someone, written by Nick Graham, Rick Kelly, and Rick Nielsen. Pat Francis, your thoughts on When You Need Someone. Um, this song, again, I think this, more than wherever would I be, this to me is is them trying to have a flame number two. Mm-hmm. It's even co-written by the, one of the writers of The Flame, Nick Graham. Yes. And yet, I like this song, um, especially and coming off You Drive Off Steer, they could have been making armpit fart noises and I would have liked it better. So. <laughs> Agreed. But, um, yeah, I, I like uh, I like this song a lot. This is a, this is a fine ballad for me. I, and um, yeah, I enjoy it. Brian Cramp, your thoughts? Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if they had this song first and then Diane Warren gave them Wherever Would I Be and then this one kind of got relegated to The Flame 3 <laughs> even yeah. because that it, song was better. Yeah, it's pretty sad when they say we needed other songs for the guy that wrote The Flame. <laughs> that's, you know, that's pretty obvious uh, what's happening there. I looked up that Rick Kelly guy, and he, all I, I mean, he hasn't done much else. He wrote some songs for the Jets. Were they Samoan? Remember, remember yeah. the Jets? This, like oh, I said about BJ, wherever would I be. don't act like you're not a huge Jets <laughs> fan. This is bullshit. You have everything, and even on vinyl. There was another band called the Jets. Uh, no, I'm talking so about you. You've got it all over him. Those... Actually, I got a couple of other bands called the Jets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, like I said about wherever would I be, Rick Nielsen writes better ballads than this. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had proven himself to be capable of writing much better ballads than this song. So it's kind of sad that he ends up, you know, recording someone else's. Uh, inferior ballad to you know if you want my love tonight it's you whatever he could you know so right that's what is unfortunate but this isn't a terrible song but you know well i wrote that it's a great song but a generic one absolutely nothing about this song says cheap trick half a point not the world's biggest fan but you know it might be the greatest song of all, maybe after hearing the last one, I needed a palate cleanser before I could hear anything good again. And again, if, if we're if we're going by the two ballads on this album, 
Uh, I'm not including Walk Away because that's, that's something more. I'm talking about two ballads that the record company would say, oh yeah, these are the big songs. Mm -hmm. uh, Wherever Would I Be and uh, When You Need Someone pale in comparison to The Flame and Ghost Town. Right. In my opinion. I don't know how Ghost Town wasn't a number one single. Jesus. The next track, track 10, Had to Make You Mine. I had to make you mine. This is one of my favorite songs on the album. I mentioned while we were talking about Walkway that there's another song that I absolutely love. This is it. This track sounds to me like it's a Beatles outtake or a band trying to sound like the Beatles, like maybe uh, Billy J. Kramer and the Dakotas or something. But in many ways, it's the most cheap trick sounding song on the album. And the reason I say that because it's got all the great pop sensibilities everything that I love about Cheap Trick is in this and uh, one strong point for me for sure I really love this song love the lyrics it's it's very beatly and I'm a sucker for any time Cheap Trick does beatly Mr. Cramp your thoughts well this is a really good power pop song oh absolutely but the production is terrible in my opinion the the dump the synthesizers and put more guitars on this i think the production misses the point mm -hmm. of the song it's it's a great power pop song but it's produced terribly in my opinion i'd say speed it up a little and more guitar on this thing and uh and it would be much better pat francis well here's our secret weapon tom peterson mm -hmm. uh, has co-written this song this is the song that i would always play for people when this album came out I was like, listen to this Cheap Trick song. Who does this sound like? This is their best Beatles song ever. I mean, I this is a high, high, high watermark on this album for me. Mm -hmm. I love it, love it, love it. Three minutes and 16 seconds. I'm going to have to listen for the synthesizer stuff, BJ, because for some reason... I don't really hear it. I don't really hear it either, but yeah. just the way the song starts, the little guitar, and then just the drum, and then... Had to make you mine. I mean, it's it is so good, and I wish it wasn't. I wish it wasn't buried maybe so deep in the album, but I agree. I'm used to the I'm used to the flow of this, so that's where it is for me. But um, 
Yeah, it, this is great. And I saw Robin do this song in January at his solo show. To me, one of the strongest rockers on the album is the album's closer, track 11, Rock and Roll Tonight. Written by Roy Wood. Pat Francis, please take this lead on Rock and Roll Tonight. Um, well, again, they, they uh, you know, they, they've recorded Roy Wood songs before. They recorded California Man, still mm-hmm. in the set list. Yep. Most nights, they have a Roy Wood song on the new album. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I like this song. Um, you know, they name check Bunny. Yeah. In the song. Um, although I don't know what that lyric means. Bunny's on the ground going round and round because his baby's cut her jeans too tight or got her yeah. jeans too tight. I I don't know what that, I don't know what they're talking about in <laughs> some of this song. Do I think the album would, would end stronger if it closed with Head to Make You Mine? I, I think it would have. But, but this, maybe this would have been a, this would have been a bonus track or a B-side for me. Um, I don't I don't dislike the song. I don't skip over it. Mm-hmm. It's not you drive austere by any sense of the word. That uh, means it's good. But I, I like right. But I, I like it. But I don't I don't love it. But I give it a check. Mm-hmm. I like it, but I don't love it. Ah, uh-huh. Brian Cramp. Well, I'll be Mr. Expert and point out that this is a. This is a wizard song. The other Roy Wood songs that they did were all songs by The Move, and this is right. was his band after The Move, uh, 1974 album, Eddie and the Falcons. And this song, they did in the club days. They used to do this song. think it makes any sense <laughs> to put it on this record though i said the oh, same thing about blackberry way yeah, i don't and understand you were wrong. why that's on there and you were wrong um, well especially at least this they put as the last song like mm-hmm. blackberry way why is it before the other two songs on the new album i don't get it don't it's know. just kind of weird to me but but BJ, like chad said this is like a bonus track yeah uh type deal right but yeah it yeah, it's fine. I, it's just weird that they put it on the record. I always kind of had a theory, even though Roy Wood probably made plenty of money because the move had tons of hits in the mm-hmm. UK, but I kind of had a theory that maybe they put this on the record just to get some checks for Roy Wood, <laughs> you know, because uh, they figured this record is going to sell some copies and he would get some royalties. And uh, I that was a one theory that I had because it's kind of confusing as to why this is on the record at what? all. Are you... What are you on? I agree. I, I agree with BJ. I'm sorry, Ken. It is weird to me that this song's on this on this record. Listen, if would you guys be surprised if you uh, <laughs> got an album from Cheap Trick called Morning Wood, which was nothing but Roy Wood pen songs? <laughs> would you be that surprised? I wouldn't, because they obviously love the guy's songwriting. 
I would love if they did an all Roy Wood covers. Morning Wood. Album. That's the name of it right there. <laughs> they could even get the clown to come back from the. Uh, look at the size. The, yeah, look at the size, exactly. <laughs> of the Morning Wood. Except that the lyrics wouldn't have such weird, weird things. But they, they obviously love Roy Wood. So to me, it's it's somebody that they're inspired by and, and enjoy. So that's why it, it makes perfect sense to me. That's the reason. They love Roy Wood. And it doesn't need to be anything more than that, right? It kind of feels like an encore. Like, yes, okay, the I record's over, that. here's the encore. Yeah. yeah, or else, you know, pull this, play this song live, but don't put it on an album. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's on there because it's really the biggest rock song on the album. Just thematically and stylistically, it doesn't make any sense. Right, right. Yeah. So.
so that's the album in full. And that's now we're album. on to the bonus track, Big Bang. Francis, your thoughts on the Japanese bonus track, Big Bang? Well, I'm a, I'm a sucker for the Japanese bonus tracks. Mm-hmm. I, I've purchased the, the most recent, both of the most recent albums, I purchased them for the bonus tracks, even though I knew the bonus tracks and were all all right were just live songs from Bang Zoom Crazy Hello. I still purchase that because I love owning everything on a compact disc. That's right. my hard copy. But uh, so. When I find is Big Bang, did this make it onto Sex America Cheap Trick? No, no, it did not. But it so is on wait. the Epic Archive Volume Three. Man, I can't wait to. I love that they're, they're recent releasing those hard copies too. Yeah, yeah, same here. Okay, so when I finally got the uh, Japanese import of Busted, uh, the first song I wanted to hear, of course, was Big Bang because I had never heard it before, and uh, thoroughly disappointed with this song, guys. I really? Do not like it. I do not like it at all. <gasps> I, don't, I, I don't think Richie Zito produced it either. I think um, that's why it's good. Well, maybe <laughs> it is. Maybe in your opinion, maybe that's true. Mm-hmm. But for me, it doesn't sound anything like the rest of the album, and I, I do not like it at all. Wow, I don't. Brian Cramp. Well, I agree. It doesn't sound like anything like the album, and I would love to know when it was recorded, who produced it. I would love to know the the specifics on that. Um, I think Ian Taylor produced it. Okay. Mm. I th- I love it. I I think it is a great chorus. But yeah, it it wouldn't have fit. It it wouldn't have fit on Busted. It, it would have stood out. Yeah, it would have been really weird on the record because it it doesn't sound anything like like Busted. So I understand why they didn't put it on the record if. They even recorded it for the record. Uh, you know, this might have right. just been something else they had in the vaults. It sounds um, like something like that was recorded, like when they recorded "Stop That Thief." Oh. Right. I'm actually squirming in my seat, but continue on. I know, because earlier you mentioned that you love this one. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I, I like this song a lot. The chorus is great, I think. Um, and like I said, uh, if they would have put out the "If You Need Me" single, this would have been on there, and I wish that would have happened because that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah I, lo- I love it. I like it a lot. <laughs> the bonus track for Busted, Big Bang, was available on the Japanese version only. To me, this song, at first, when you first hit play, sounds like a reworking of Spies Like Us by Paul McCartney. <laughs> ooh, it's a ooh, weird song. What it's do you weird. do? It's a weird song. No one else can dance like you uh, it's very Beatly in some way and should be on the album proper. I give it one point. I basically could turn this album into a really amazing six song EP for me. But Can you love EPs? I love EPs. <laughs> I think I think that if if Kiss were to release uh, the 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 fourth side of Alive Two and just call it Larger Than Life, I'd buy it right now. Oh, 
Hell yeah. Those songs are great. So yep, great. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, Kiss, Kiss is great, but they suck. Well, that's what that's the narrative, right? That is how what I always tell people. People go, you like Kiss? I go, I love Kiss. But if you say they suck, I agree with you also. I agree with people just to shut them up. Uh, <laughs> I really don't give a shit about what people think about Kiss. And by that, I mean... I love Kiss. I've loved them all my life. I've been told that they suck. I've been told that Cheap Trick sucks flat out or that they're for kids or well, whatever. Well, that's, that's crazy talk. That's, that that is crazy talk. And, you know, you can only deal with someone's delusions enough. You know, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm confident in my own trip that I don't need your approval, man. So far out. Now, you mentioned earlier, Pat Francis, yeah. uh, about my score my total score of busted using the patented michael butler rock and roll geek thing i gave it an eight and a half out of uh 11 which is pretty good but uh eight, it's, no, wait, wait, eight and a half out of but there's 12 songs right no 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 on the american version there's only okay. 11 okay this one goes to 11 so All right. uh the 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 you u.s gave it a version Fellini. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> very clever there, uh, and then I give it a nine and a half weeks for the twelve bonus, with the one with the bonus <laughs> track. So we've got Fellini, Spinal Tap, and uh, the nine and a half weeks reference. So I think so, I think we should point out how insane is it that Epic dropped them? They had a number one single on the previous record. And yeah, they didn't have another number one single on this, but they had a number twelve single. They, and they you know, had a, it, it wasn't they had, a huge seller, but it's crazy that they got dropped by the label. I they think. had a number five single also on from Lap of Luxury, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in the time period of nineteen ninety, when the labels were just putting out anything. Uh, I don't. I, I think it's flabbergasting that Epic dumped them so quickly like that. Agreed, and you get bonus points for using the word flabbergast. So. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I think that, you know, Busted gets a lot of shit from Cheap Trick fans. And it's wrong. And I think that the free passes that you're giving them on Bang Zoom Crazy Hello and We're All yeah. Alright, if you looked at, if this album came out today, it would get the same love that those albums are getting from people. And Good I think point. it's sad this that they won't go better. back. This album is so much better than those last two records. And that's like, not saying way. that they suck. It's just saying that, listen, I don't care what they do. The odds of them doing a Cheap Trick nine, uh, 1977 or a Heaven Tonight or uh, a Dream Police, it, it's very rare. It, it, that Those albums don't come along all the time and they especially do not come along in a band's you know what 40th anniversary year or whatever so i'm thrilled to have the new cheap trick albums and god bless you all you number one fans out there i am glad that you're out there and i love cheap trick too but you know if someone doesn't like a particular cheap trick song it doesn't mean that they don't love this band so there you go the band sounds amazing live, and they still sound amazing on record. So, they they haven't lost they haven't lost their step uh, as far as musicians and singers. They just need to pick up the songwriting game a little right. bit. And we all know that there's tons and tons of songs uh, that they've demoed that we've mm -hmm. all diehard fans have heard that are better. Than 
some of the tracks that we've heard on album recently. So right. dig some of those out, people. Yep. And it's weird. I posted uh, the lyrics to this album on the Facebook page. One guy said, I finally got a chance to listen to this on Spotify. You know, you can find this in any pawn shop in any state of the union, any city. There's a copy of Busted waiting for you. You can probably get it for three ninety nine on Amazon. Don't be lazy. Support what you love, for God's sakes. I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm ranting. I'm sorry. I'd like to. Can we talk? Do you guys like that? Like, they were in the lap of luxury, and now they're busted. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> yeah. Literally, the record company yeah. dumped them. I, I wanted to comment because uh, I like to talk about album artwork and album covers. Um, mm-hmm. I like this album cover a lot. I like that the, the it's kind of a play on what they normally do, you know, t- uh, on the front. Uh, yep. Robin and Tom are in color, mm-hmm. and uh, Bun and Rick are in black and white and behind them. Mm-hmm. I like how uh, there's like little pieces of maybe it looks like something broke, like internally, like watch parts or a clock parts, or mm-hmm. and there's a little piece of broken glass. But I uh, I do like this album cover a lot. I think well, the, it goes. I think it goes better with um, the title of the album than the cover of "Lap of Luxury" went with the title of that album. Right. Well, Pat, I want to thank you for being on Cheap Talk today. Can you tell folks where they can find you on the social media and tell them about your show, Rock Solid? So I host the Rock Solid podcast. Uh, you can find it on iTunes. You can find it uh, anywhere, really. Um, you can go to. Uh, rocksolidpodcast.com you can find us on social media at rock solid show uh, the show just went into its seventh year we have over a million downloads we have over 300 episodes and we've had guests all guests are in studio uh, we have we've had sammy hagar melissa etheridge bruce kulik marshall crenshaw Susanna hoffs john Waite, steve lukather uh, and just uh, so many, many more. So many. I, I sometimes I forget who all has been on the show, but uh, it's produced by my nephew Kyle Dotson, and our rotating cast of co-hosts are comedians April Richardson, Murray Valariano, Christy Stratton, and Mike Siegel. And uh, I just do the show because I, I love the show. Uh, we have a Patreon page, Patreon.com forward slash Rock Solid Podcast. And uh, I guess that's it. Again, I always think podcasts, you should do a podcast because you love it and you love what you're talking about and then the audience will come. So thank you guys for having me on today. I love talking about Cheap Trick and I love Busted. I gave it uh, 10 out of 11 for the American version and 10 out of 12 for the Japanese version. Wow, you so you're, <laughs> you really don't like Big Bang, huh? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I'll, but you know what? Today I'm going to go listen to it again and see what I'm missing. But it just, um, I think because it doesn't sound like the rest of the album, it just really it seems out of place for me. Yeah, for sure it doesn't sound like the rest of the album. Yeah. BJ and Ken, thank you guys so much. And uh, I, if you want me to talk about another album sometime, I'm here. Will do. We'll have to have you back on and. Uh... Thank you. Thank you so much. Also, so we want to encourage our listeners to get a hold of a copy of Busted. Listen to it. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, as we said, I gave an eight and an eight and a half out of 11. Or if you use the bonus track, nine and a half out of 12. 
Pat, you gave it a great re rating. BJ, just off the top of your head, rate it. Oh, uh, let's see. I would. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think the only songs that wouldn't get a point are "You Drive All Steer." Probably give "Can't Stop Falling in the Love" a half. Mm hmm. So, so about an eight for you, roughly. Yeah, something like that. Okay, so check out Busted. What's wrong with you? You love Cheap Trick. I was going to say, guys, if you're ever in the Los Angeles area, please let me know, and you are welcome to come on the Rock Solid podcast. Also, I want you guys to have a great time at the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. Please yes. say hi to my friends Craig and Chris and Megan and John. Uh, unfortunately, we can't be there this year. We wanted to be, but it wasn't working out. We'll see you next year. And uh, so you guys, I want you guys to have a great time at that and make it a success so that I can join you next year. And Pat, because we have the power to do so, we're going to name you a number one Cheap Trick fan. Woo! You're right. a real true fan. A real true fan. <laughs> and any true Cheap Trick fan would know why he's a real true fan. Because Ken said so. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot, Pat. Thanks, guys. So on the first Busted episode, I mentioned that I had never heard the Harvey Scales demo that Cheap Trick recorded of Can't Stop Falling Into Love that Robin Zander supposedly played for Rod Stewart. And a certain listener to that episode rectified that situation, and so as a special treat, let's hear that right now at the end of this episode. So this is the demo of Can't Stop Falling Into Love, sung by Harvey Scales, R&B singer from Milwaukee. Enjoy. Mm, yeah. One, two, one,
our show. Trick Chat is an online nonprofit audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to Cheap Trick or any of their members past or present. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes to buy it. If you enjoyed this show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying keep cheap tricking. That was like a fuck off, Ken. Yeah, he he (laughs) loves me, though. He really does.